Shen in Elan.、Ah. Um, so you know, I've enjoyed seeing all the images of people、Beautiful. like seeing snow for the first time, perhaps. Yeah.、Um, so we're going to actually share with you a video. That was、uh, taken shortly after one of the first snowfalls this year. Have a look. Taiwan's mountains are in the grip of a strong cold snap that has sent temperatures down to the freezing point. This unusual cold has brought with it something else unusual for Taiwan: snowfall. While a few, especially high mountains, get a dusting or two each year, some places that saw snowfall Friday have been snow-free for years. Elan's Taiping Mountain, for instance, saw five centimeters of snowfall in places. The mountain's first snowfall in three years. Taiwanese tourists, used to traveling abroad to see snow, have flocked to mountains like this one. With COVID-19 making international travel impossible, this is their only chance to see snow for now. Over a thousand vehicles traveled up the mountain, carrying eager visitors. What's this all about? Why are they doing that? What's going on here? It's Curious John. What is he curious about today? Across Taiwan, from remote fields and mountains to urban centers, you can see them just after the sun's gone down. During the warmer parts of the year, at least, you can see them at dusk right over RTI's own parking lot. Bats. These creatures have gotten a bad rap over the past year as hosts of multiple coronaviruses, but in Taiwan, at least, they're old symbols of good fortune and creatures that benefit the humans that live here today as well. Here with me this week for a look at Taiwan's bats and Taiwanese attitudes towards them is Xu Jiaolong, a researcher at the Bat Conservation Society of Taipei. Taiwan, Taiwan and the outlying islands it governs have a wealth of bat species between them. 37 to be exact. Of these, roughly half are found nowhere else in the world. At least some of these species migrate during the year. Some even come to Taiwan from elsewhere during the spring to have babies before heading back to where they came from once their young are mature. Others stay on Taiwan but fly down from higher elevations to the lowlands when the weather is warm, only to return to the mountains for winter. As you might expect, with so many different types of species, Taiwan's bats live in a variety of environments. Some, like those most often seen near parks and urban homes, tend to live in the holes in trees or beneath roof eaves, even air conditioners. Then there are other species that prefer caves, tunnels, air raid shelters, and other rock-hewn homes. Taiwan's bats come in a wide range of sizes too. Taiwan's The largest species found here is probably the Formosan flying fox, which can reach 400 to 600 grams and has a wingspan of up to a meter. The smallest, by contrast, are species that may only reach 4 to 6 grams in size, with a wingspan of just 10 centimeters. Taiwan 目前就有两种蝙蝠是受到保护的，一个就是一级保育的台湾虎蝠。There are two types of legally protected bats in Taiwan. One is the Formosan flying fox we just mentioned, which is largely found in eastern Taiwan. The other is, and I'm going to try and say this as best I can, Kelops frithi formosanus, also more common in the rural east of Taiwan. The biggest man-made threat to bats like these is pesticides. 导致动物可能就间接或直接中毒了 Bats eat bugs, and when the bugs are exposed to poison, the bats get indirectly poisoned by eating them. 
development of bat habitat is another threat. The Formosan flying fox, for instance, is faced with less food to go around in its lowland habitat because humans have replaced the plants it likes to eat with ornamental plants that it can't eat. Finally, there's human tourism, in places where the bats like to sleep during daylight hours. Disturbing bats in their caves and sending them out into the daylight makes them vulnerable to diurnal predators who normally wouldn't run into bats in the first place. Besides being very cute, bats can be enormously helpful to the people who live near them. Bats eat a lot of pests. Consider the mosquito, spreader of dengue fever in these parts. One bat has to eat anywhere from a third to half of its body weight in bugs each night in order to sustain itself. This means a bat may eat more than a thousand mosquitoes per night, and if there are large groups of bats, this number grows exponentially. The bats may also eat agricultural pests, making pesticides, to a certain extent, unnecessary to begin with. The Bat Conservation Society of Taipei was founded in 2010 with the mission of educating the public about the threats facing bats, especially through schools. It also specializes in guided walks through parks and other bat hotspots at dark, allowing people to enjoy bat watching in the middle of the city. The society encourages schools and other groups to build bat houses in trees, and in some cases, to get farmers to cut down on pesticide use. In addition, while largely staffed by lay people, there are some members with a scientific background, and the group is able to help the government conduct occasional surveys. For instance, they've recently looked at viruses among bats, including, topically enough, the many coronaviruses that circulate among bat populations. They've determined that Taiwan's bats don't have coronaviruses that pose a danger to humans. They also say that bats are gentle, rarely bite, and that the transmissible diseases Taiwan's bats do carry, like rabies, are easily treated with Taiwan's highly developed medical system. Above all, the society seeks to get people to fall in love with these creatures, to care about bat habitats, and to be disabused of common misconceptions about bats. For instance, there's the idea that bats are only found in rural areas. Surprise, you can even find them in urban landscapes like Taipei. And while bats are all over traditional art and iconography as a symbol of good fortune, the Chinese word still rhymes with the word for good luck, bats are less honored today thanks to imported Western vampire imagery. One of the cutest duties of the society is instructing people on how to care for injured bats, especially babies that have fallen out of the roost. More on that in a moment. First, I have a question about bat watching. How can you tell what you're looking at? Sure, at close range, a big bat and a small one might be clearly different, but up in the air, swooping as fast as they do, and in the gathering dark to boot, how do you even know you're looking at a bat? This is true, Mr. Xu says, and telling people how to differentiate between a bat and a bird is one of the first things the association teaches people on its bat-watching tours. Birds are always moving in a straight line. Bats, meanwhile, are busy chasing their buggy prey in a kind of haphazard, zigzaggy way. There's another way you can tell the difference, too. Echolocation. Bats use these clicking sounds, inaudible to humans, to find their prey and navigate. The society always makes sure to bring along a piece of equipment that transmits these signals into sounds we humans can hear. Now it's much harder to tell apart individual species in the dark, 
but in Taipei at least, you can get a good bet of what you're looking at just based on where you are. In built-up areas, for instance, you're most likely to see something like the Japanese house bat. Meanwhile, in hilly areas, around the city's more forested Neihu district, you might see something like the Taiwan leaf-nose bat, or even the eastern bentwing bat. Bats are, of course, wild animals, so it surprised me to see on the association's website instructions for how to become a bat caretaker. Generally, it's not recommended to keep bats as pets. This is because bats in captivity live much shorter lives than wild ones. A lot of this is because bats in the wild have to eat a wide variety of bugs to thrive, and in captivity, they might only have access to just a handful of kinds. In the wild, their natural lifespans can reach up to 30 or more years, but when kept as pets, that's almost certainly going to be much shorter. But bats do have fragile bones, and they're subject to injuries that may leave them unable to fly and survive. So there are instructions, mostly aimed at those who find such a bat, on what to do. Put on cloth gloves, pick up the bat gingerly, and put them in a covered box lined with a towel or some paper and with air holes poked in the sides. People living in Taiwan can then call up the association for a consultation on whether the bat needs immediate veterinary attention. If the bat's okay, the key is to keep it hydrated by offering it little droplets of water on top of a little stick. Poke from the side of the bat's mouth to avoid choking it. If it's well enough, you should be able to let it fly off that same evening. Only seriously injured bats that can no longer fly need permanent human care. Most of them are good to go within three to five days. The association has more detailed instructions on its website, and it offers courses each spring for those looking to learn more about bat care. The association has successfully convinced at least two agricultural communities in different parts of Taiwan to stop using so much pesticide. In one case, in eastern Taiwan's Hualien County, this was done in part because people kept finding dead bats. And if the bats were dying, the pesticide concentration couldn't have been good for local children. Another community in Kaohsiung, down in the south, decided to cut back in part because of bats, but also because all the bees were dying off and there were no more pollinators. In cases like these, Mr. Xu says, people are often worried about pests coming back. But bats are efficient pest killers, and their return to these areas has helped restore sustainable agriculture and the local environment. Bat houses are also going up all across Taiwan thanks to the association's efforts, and a regular survey in southern Taiwan indicates that bat populations are stable. So as long as trends like these continue, bats will continue to fill Taiwan's night sky. I'm Curious John, and I'll see you again next week. In America, freedom can be found in the automobile. In most places, you have to have a car just to get around, never mind go on a road trip. Here in Taiwan, freedom comes in a much smaller package. I'm Andrew Ryan, and in today's Ear to the Ground, I bring you an ode to the humble scooter. An ear to the ground. With the simple turn of a key, my scooter rumbles to life. There's no need to kickstart this purring beauty, at least not today. 
It's a far cry from the old days when my neighbor's birds would actually imitate the sound of my scooter wheezing and coughing and failing to start. That was a bit overrated. Now, I used to take the metro to work and transfer to a bus, but about a year ago, I decided to switch to my scooter, and I've been weighing the pros and the cons ever since. Every day, I travel from my apartment in southern Taipei to the radio station in the northern part of the city. It's a straight shot up one of the longest thoroughfares to bisect the city, a street that's so long that it has three different names, Beijing, Roosevelt, and Zhongshan. Each section has a different personality. The southern stretches are hotter with less shade. The midsection features Taiwan's top university and the Chiang Kai-shek Memorial Hall. And then there's the government district, home to the legislature, the foreign ministry, the presidential office building. And finally, once I hit Zhongshan, there's a beautiful shady tree cover for the remainder of my ride. I also crossed two rivers and passed the Fine Arts Museum, 12 subway stations, and four Starbucks. And that's not even counting the ones on the other side of the street. Exactly two-thirds of my way to work, I arrive at the Taipei train station, and there's a huge television screen at the intersection which features the latest news and weather. And it has a clock that shows exactly how many minutes I'm going to be late to work. Now, some people think I'm crazy for doing such a long commute on a scooter, especially in the rain. But I've got enough rain gear to keep me dry. And yes, I do miss being able to read a book on my way to work. That doesn't work so well on a scooter. But my ride's about 10 to 15 minutes shorter, and I only pay 5 bucks U.S. a week on gas. It's about twice the price for subway and bus fares. But more than all of that, what I've discovered is that riding a scooter connects me to my city. I love it when I find myself surrounded by other commuters at a stoplight. You know, people you don't usually see on public transport. And up above ground, you can see the city in a way you can't when you're down in the underground tunnels. You can be one with the elements. I know this because I feel every bump in the road, the drops of rain on my face, and the sun on my bare arms. And yes, along the way, I've grown a fondness for my little black scooter. I love the clicking sound of my turn signal as we round a corner. Together, we work our way through traffic, interacting with other scooters in a way that sort of matches the way Taiwanese people hold a conversation. There's a directness and a subtlety, and after a year of commuting on my trusty metal steed, I no longer get angry in traffic. I find myself slipping into the greater give and take, the slow tango, the orchestrated breathing, the inhale and exhale of traffic through the streets. Now every once in a while, my scooter needs a little TLC, and I take him to the hospital for a checkup. Sometimes I gulp when I hear the news that he needs a little open-heart surgery or some sort of transplant. That means I'm going to have to ride the metro to work again that day. But then, once he's discharged and I hop back on my scooter, I'm thankful once again for the freedom that it gives me every day. With an ear to the ground, I'm Andrew Ryan. Oh, and one other thing that I almost forgot to mention, I so love the sounds of my little black scooter that I once used them to create this jingle for a show at RTI called Instant Noodles.
Hey, Ellen, pull yourself together already. It's time to feast. Sit down at the table with Andrew Ryan and Ellen Chu on Feast Meets West. Hello, welcome to the feast, and this is Ellen Chu. And this is Andrew Ryan, and actually, it's not two people in the studio today, as you would right. know if you were listening to the intro music. Liang mm-hmm. Wei, it's actually San Wei. Yes, oh, Mister Friend. Hello. Yes, how's yeah. it going, Stash? It's going very well. Great to be here. Great okay. to have you here. You're bringing a little bit of sunshine into the studio for our sunshine program. That's right. Right. Uh, I am the sun. I am the light of your life. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. I think that's the song, isn't it? Is that on our list you of songs? You are my sunshine. I only sunshine. Oh, that's a good one. Right. Not the one I was thinking. I mean, there's a lot of songs about sun. Right. You, you are chosen. the sunshine of my, my life. That's for sure. on our. That's on our list. That is on our list of songs. All of our songs today, in fact, have something to do with uh, vitamins and sunshine. And the reason is, is because we in the winter in Taiwan are desperately in need of sunshine and vitamin D. Right. I just saw, you know, two of our co-workers walking out. I say, you're going to go out for lunch. And they're like, no, we're going to go out and have some sunshine. <laughs> yeah, That's I what walk, they said. I walked past them. I was I like, where are you guys going? They're like, sunshine. Right. They told me the same thing. Right. <laughs> they must have told like 50 people yeah. they're getting right. sunshine. That was Shirley and Claire. Okay. Um, and, you know, and sunshine is really, we, we need it to live. It's mm-hmm. a funny thing. We're, we're, we're not plants. Mm. Um, so we don't need it for photosynthesis. But we, our bodies create naturally, will create vitamin D if we're in the sun. Right. So, you know, somehow, you know, in the Chinese culture, they tell you the yin and the yang. So if you lack of the sunshine, then you're lacking the yang. Uh-huh. So when you're going out under the sun, you know, the vitamin D is probably the yang property. Yes. Right? So probably a Chinese a medicine, traditional Chinese medicine practitioners would also tell you to get a little bit of sunlight. Right. So, you know, getting, uh, well, you know, trying to get your body vitamin D, you know, by food, it's kind of a little bit hard, okay? Mm. It has to have this and this, you know, or to absorb a certain yes. amount. So, I mean, the best way is just go under the sunshine. What do you do to get sunshine in the winter in Taiwan, Ms. Chu? Me? Yes, yeah. Well, you know, whenever there's sun, I go out. Yeah. I walk under the sun. You know, I don't put an umbrella over my head. Some people are really afraid of the sun. They, they're like right. c- like covering themselves. Most yeah. head to ladies toe. in yeah, Taiwan, okay. It's, I see them like walking out of office and going to a 7-Eleven across the street. And they're holding a little umbrella. I'm just like, <laughs> come on, okay. Do you think that is, that's mostly because of people like lighter colored skin? Or well, do you think there's something else? Well, you know, like especially in Taiwan, I think girls like to be more, you know, lighter complexion. Oh, they, yes. They think they look good, right? And yes. they don't want to get freckles on their face. I like freckles. I like freckles, I think freckles too. freckles are cool. Yeah. I know, but, you know, for girls here, they're like, you know, I don't want to be a hay, I don't want to be dark, you know, and things like that. I will say that I always kind of liked to have darker skin, um, but I know also that, like, for people who have fair complexions, you have to be careful not to get too much sun, right? But I think, you know, for Asian, it's not like fair, 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 okay? It's right. like, okay, if you you can get a little bit of sun and not get sunburn. 
Yes. Right? This is true. What about mm-hmm. you, Stash? Uh, wintertime, what do you do to get sun? Uh, I mean, I, I'm very lucky to live in a lovely apartment that has a rooftop. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And it's it's lovely. We've got a hammock. We've got this, like, we bought some, like, art, you know, like, astroturf. Like, Ooh, artificial. Very nice. I mean, we don't have, like, grass up there, but we have that. And that's great to sort of lounge mm. on. That sounds amazing. So you could just lie right on the roof. Yeah, it's brilliant. Oh, wow. Party at stashes. I, well, yeah, we have <laughs> our, our neighbors would not be happy. We're gonna with that, stash but. and crash. Yeah, <laughs> right. Get some sunshine. Yeah, it's sunshine uh-huh. party. Right. <laughs> vitamin D party. It's called. Okay? Oh, I love it. Well, we're definitely gonna be serving up some vitamin D in today's show. Mm-hmm. Shall we check out what's on our menu? Definitely. Alrighty. Okay, in the beginning of the menu, first course, a look at why vitamin D is so important and some foods that contain it. That's right. In our second course, we'll tell you about a Taiwanese, well, Taiwanese tangerines. There are many of them. But they're good. They are very good. Uh And we're actually going to bake some to create a cough remedy. But, you know, this is interesting because usually when you cough, the elders and doctors, Chinese doctors, tell you not to eat any orange or tangerine. That's interesting. Actually, mm. uh, Western doctors will tell you not to drink orange juice if you have a cough. Right? Will they? Yes. So, you know. Or grape juice. Baking it, you know, just kind of breaks the property? I, I don't know. know. Okay. We're going to try it. I have, a, I have a little bit of a cough. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Oh, uh, are you tested? I, 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 I don't okay. have anything I shouldn't have. All right. Great. Okay. I'm sure you don't. Third and final course, we'll be sampling those hot, salty tangerines. Ooh, salty? Yes. Okay. A key component is the salt, mm. and we'll tell you why. So right here in our studio. That's right. But first, a song called Vitamin. And it's by Zhang Meiqi. That means vitamin. Mm. I love how vitamin and vitamin, they're almost the same, Chinese and I English. Know. I think it's directly translated. I think you're right. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, would, I would guess so. It's a good okay. guess. You know, it's interesting that how they choose the Chinese character and it fits perfectly, Wei Ta Ming. It's like to continue, help maintain your life. Ooh. That is pretty cool. It's so funny because I always just looked at the sounds of the characters. Yeah. I never thought about the meaning. I mean, because I guess most of the time it is just the sounds, right? You know, mm. in Taiwan, I think, you know, a lot of times when they're naming things, whether English or translation, they do put a lot of thought on it. Mm. Like the other day, I was talking to my husband about like Kang Shi Mei. I was just thinking of that. Cosmed. It's they a, sell cosmetic uh, and medication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I've, I've been saying that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then in Chinese, uh, it's, health, it's health is beautiful. Right. Love it. Right? Yeah. So smart. I think smart. company names do a good job with they, that. They do that, yeah. yeah. Kind of slogans and stuff they right. come up with. Yeah. Well. They need to have the click. The click right? to catch you. Right. And keep you. Mm-hmm. All right. When we come back in just a moment, some vitamin D and foods that contain it.
first course. First course. Sunshine vitamin, vitamin D. All right. Before looking at the list, how many things with vitamin D can the two of you name? How many different foods with vitamin D can you think of? Vitamin D. I don't think I can Wait. think of any foods with vitamin D. There, there vitamin are, D. There are. There are. Let me see. Vitamin D. <laughs> Maybe you just say it a few more bone. times. Bone. <laughs> bone soup. Bone soup. Bones. Bone broth. Yeah, bone broth. Does that have vitamin D in it? I don't know, because bones have vitamin D. Because oh, it has people in it. Or right, like... <laughs> right, right. Like, you know, cooking up like Andrew's finger, you yeah. know, you get vitamin D. Can I tell you, you guys have, uh, you've, you've hit on something. One of them on the list, I'm not looking at the list, but from memory, mm-hmm. one of them is egg yolks. So oh. that's kind of like, a, you know, a full human being. Is it one of those things, because egg yolks right. kind of look like a sun. That it, you know? Ooh. Foods that look like sun. Maybe uh, I'll keep going with that. What else know. looks like a sun? Uh, okay, okay, so egg yolks. Um, um, I don't know. Uh, like, uh, I guess <laughs> potatoes. Maybe if you sort of no. cook them in a... Oh, wait a Tangerine. second. Tangerine. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, I should have really got that. That's... Oh, oh, oh. Milk. Milk does have right, vitamin D. Right, because you know that? on our carton of your milk, it says, you know, full of vitamin D. That's right. Yeah. Milk has vitamin D naturally, but they also add it to a lot of milk in different right. countries right. as well. So it okay. has vitamin D. Okay. Yes. So why don't you go ahead and look at the list? Um, otherwise, this might be painful. <laughs> oh, wood ears? Oh, moor. Moor has oh, a the ton bl- of it. The black tree fungus. Oh. Has a ton oh. of Really? Yes. I love it. Liangban, you know, just yep. have it like a salad. Mm. I made that for you last year. Yeah, I love it. Can you make it every show? Uh, like, no. Every- <laughs> just bring a box. All you have to do is toss it. Wow. Okay, sure. Okay. <laughs> that was easy. And then we'll, you know, add vitamin D to our life. Yes. Right? I love it. Okay. Also, fish like salmon. Sardines. Yes, herring, mackerel. I feel like salmon is just full of everything. It is. It's full of it. It's just full. full. Yes. But, you know, salmon also full of, you know, a lot of like bacteria too. You have to be careful with salmon, I think. It also has, doesn't it have like uh, iodine or something in it? Yes, it's full of it. That's why. Tuna. I think tuna Tuna has a lot of Tuna too. Yeah. Those deep sea fish you have to be careful of. Right. Um, So with uh, fish, Especially the wild ones have more vitamin D than the farm-raised ones. Oh, okay. Oh. And I don't know if that's because they have access to sunlight. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Do, I mean, do all of these things get their vitamin D from sunlight as well? Or? Some of them definitely do. Right. Um, I know that uh, the egg yolks, they say that the free-range egg yolks uh, also have more than the farm-raised ones. Mm-hmm. So those mm. chickens would be outside. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes so, sense. But it could be, I mean, I didn't could do could be something any, else, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't do any deep research. Right. Yes. And also cold liver oil. Cod Ew. liver oil. Cod, sorry, yeah. Cod, yeah. I, I cod misspelled liver. it. Okay. <laughs> so that's, that's fish again. But the thing is, yes. it Ew. tastes nasty. Nasty. Yeah. I remember my, my parents forcing me to drink those like white cod oil. Oh, oh, like a spoonful on of a it? spoonful oh, of wow. it. Ew, that is so disgusting. I that my parents did that to them themselves. I didn't have to. Yeah, do my, did, same with my parents, but I never had to. Really? Do that. I think we it skipped our generation. Oh, so my parents were taking it, and they made me and my brother like <laughs> you know eat it. It was the most disgusting memory. So you know, one one year, my mom bought a bottle. 
for my kids. Oh. So mm. I tried <laughs> and asked them, <laughs> do you want Merry to Christmas. try this? Yeah. And they're just like, no. Wait, why did she ask? I mean, that's not one of the things you ask about. Like, well, you, you know, since to. there's a bottle sitting there, I just asked them because I'm not oh. going to drink it. I mean, if you, right. if you made it really exciting, then I think you could. It's like when I was younger, you know, because I watched... Um, What's his name? Uh, Popeye. Okay. You know? Yeah. So when he eats spinach, spinach. and I was like, wow, spinach right. is, must be so cool. Makes your muscles yeah. big, right? I mean, you know, that, that didn't last very long after <laughs> I like, had it for the first time. But, you know, but, spinach is good, right? But cod oil, I think, you know, if you have seen it on television or cartoon, it always shows that it's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It doesn't have great PR. Right. No, no, yeah, yeah. No. They need to work on that. Yes. I know. Okay. Um, mushrooms are a great source of vitamin D for vegans. But there's so many kinds of mushrooms. All of the mushrooms. Really? Yeah, well, yeah. I love mushrooms. Okay. Uh, orange juice. Orange juice. We mentioned this already. Egg yolks. Milk. We mentioned already. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the last two are both. Um, Tofu and soy milk. Yes. Both related to soy. Mm. Right. So, yeah. I guess that could be sun kissed. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Sunkiss is more of an orange than a. (laughs) (laughs) Sunkiss is from California. That is right. Right. So uh, those are some foods that have uh, vitamin D. Now, why do you need vitamin D? Good for your bones. Good for your bones. It gives you strong bones. It boosts your immune system. Uh huh. Um. Also. It also like uh. I think it fixes a lot of your cells. Oh, repair cell repair. repair. Mm Hmm. Again, we are not doctors or scientists, so um, you know, do consult a professional if you choose right. to take vitamin D in large quantities. Okay. Um, I did read an article in The Guardian that was talking about there may be a connection, they're still researching it, between uh, people with high doses of vitamin D and uh, coronavirus. Like oh, really? Preventing it as a... Oh, it was in, so if you kind of... Essentially, if you're in the sun more than... Yeah. See, that's why you have to make black fungus for the show. Every show. <laughs> to make sure that we both are covered with black fungus. Yes, I'll just... You can just put it on your body. Okay. <laughs> See yes. if that works. Yeah. Okay. Um, interestingly, uh, you can get 80 to 90% of your daily vitamin D needs by getting 15 minutes of sun at noon every day. Mm. Wow. Does not say how much clothing you should be wearing or not wearing. Yeah, you have to be, yeah, caveat, you have to be in like nude as well. Yes, totally nude. So just, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, the, so do that. You know, I'm not going to give you the warnings. I think you all know, uh-huh. uh, to choose an appropriate place. Okay. All right. So another song. Shall we play another song? Yes. So this song is actually by Fang Datong, Cleo Fang, and it's called You Are the Sunshine of My Life. And you are, Ellen Cho. Thank you. All right, when we come back in a moment, Taiwanese tangerines, and uh, we're going to be baking them. You are the sunshine of my life. That's why I'll always be right. And if I thought our love was 
Second course. Okay, so we're going to be telling you more about the Taiwanese tangerine and how we are going to prepare for you. And like we said in the beginning, it's going to cure your cough. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to do that in your ear. Uh, yeah, so apparently oranges and tangerines are all in season in Taiwan right now. This right. is this is the time of the year to eat them. And they're so yummy too. So yummy. Uh-huh. They grow between late October and March. So we are right in the thick of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of them actually that we're going to tell you about is called the Lunar New Year Tangerine. Mm. Uh, they call it Tonggan. Yes. Uh, also called Nian Gan. Gan it- is a word for... Gan, you know, it's Pong like gan. orange. Orange, they use the word gan. Yes. Gan, nian gan. Make sure you say it correctly. Otherwise, gan. it's a bad word. Yes. <laughs> so basically, the the peel is supposed to be very orangey and smooth, okay? And a ball shape. Mm-hmm. So what these, we have, it's not that smooth. I don't think this one is a this tonggan. This needs to be, you know, has to shrink their pores a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be a little skin care. I think so. This is actually a different kind of tangerine, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, I was not there when it was purchased, so I don't mm. know the exact variety. Okay. Um, but I do know that it is going to work for our little cough remedy. Okay. So... Basically, what you guys need to start by doing is ripping a tiny hole about the size of a 10 NT um, at the top of it. Which which bits? The, is that the remind um, me? The flat that? part should be at the bottom. Okay, yeah. so it's the, the bit one with, with the, the, the little thing. The in little it. thing on it. It actually doesn't matter whether you do it in the top or the bottom, yeah. as long as it. Uh, I think puts, it's puts a hole like yes. ten dollar. Wow, I just got sprayed in the face. <laughs> <laughs> this is an occupational hazard of being oh around tangerines. Goodness. Yeah, okay. Oh, I'm just still. I'm. I think I should take this away from. It's going on my eye. <laughs> no, I didn't. Does that does that help my eyes as well? <laughs> I don't know. You're getting it, vitamin D on your face and uh, eyes. Yeah. It brightens your eye. Oh. <laughs> okay, I got it. Yeah, very nicely done, Ellen Chu. Mm-hmm. I'm still working on it, but you know, I think this is this is going to work right. out okay. So now, okay. Ellen Chu, do you want to take this salt? And wow, I'm going to give you a little cute. spoon. I need to use a spoon to put the salt in. So what you do is you take about like just um, maybe a, about a third of this spoon mm-hmm. and then put it into the hole and do it twice. A third. Okay. 
So it's it leaves, so leaves two thirds of a spoon of salt. Yeah. Yes, that's very um, it's very scientific. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be making sure you've got exactly yeah. a third, not a grain more. <laughs> yeah, that's a little much, but maybe you can. Uh, yeah. You could do it. You could do it once. That's one one way yeah. to do it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> very Cutting scientific. Cutting corners. Here. Yeah. yeah. Cutting corners. Um, so the reason why we do this, I'm just going to explain this while the two of you are working. Tangerines are considered a cold food in Chinese medicine. So a lot of people, if you eat them at night, it'll actually give you diarrhea. Not ideal. Right. So we're baking them. And by baking them, essentially, it's making them less cold uh, physically. And then also baking them releases the oils from the skin, which will then mix with the salt and act as an expectorant and an antitussive so it basically mm. reduces the mucus and gets rid of the cough wow but you have to bake it at 120 degrees celsius for about 15 to 20 minutes that's right we have an oven here we have an oven upstairs okay and so we're gonna we're gonna go up there and we're gonna bake it and then when we come back uh in our third course we're going to sample these hot salty tangerines all right in the studio and we'll see how it goes. You know, do we sound Often. better? Are we going to get rid of that dry cough you have? Yes, that dry cough that I have. Uh huh. All right. You know, he intentionally got this cough just for this show. That see? is commitment. Yes, look at him. Wow. You know, a true no, professional. No wonder we are award-winning show. Look at our producer. The lengths he goes to. Right. He stood in the cold just to get that cough. Yeah. Did you guys enjoy that? Yeah. <laughs> that was great. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. So we're going to go into a song. And when we come back, uh, we're, by the magic and the power of post-production, it will have been 10 minutes. And we will have a baked tangerine for you in the studio. Okay. So we have this song called... <laughs> so that means like, uh, cancel the uh, lack of vitamin... Rhapsody. Rhapsody, okay, yeah. <laughs> wow. And Mini Zalan Gongju, which is Morning Gu Musume. So it's the Mini Good Morning Princesses, right. literally. <laughs> this is a fun song. I think you guys are going to enjoy this. Please, let me ask you this Are you healthy? Are you smiling enough? Do you love yourself? What are you missing? Please, tell me. <laughs> Be the me, 
You're listening to Feast Meets West. Third course. Okay, so our baked tangerine is all ready out of the oven. Ooh, I never had tangerine, like warm. Yeah. Okay, so. so toasty. It's we, like a little sunshine in your hands. So are we supposed to eat eat it with the peels? No. No? You definitely want to peel it. Okay. Um, and then you can eat the salt and the tangerine together. Okay. Mine's very salty. Oh, excellent. <laughs> it's like a little salt lick. Yep. I think you you just added like you know a whole full spoon of. It was salt. nearly. I probably put a bit too much, but then I do really like salt. So mm, you're like mm. a little deer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Hmm. <coughs> Interesting. Hmm. Mine's really hot. I know. Mm. I'm burning my fingers, and no, that's okay. Please don't burn your fingers. I, I won't. It's okay. Hmm. Mm. I have to say. Hmm. The salt actually killed the sweet and sourness. Uh-huh. It toned down it, right? Mm. But it's good. The whole texture became smooth. Mm. Do you taste the um, like the essence from the mm-hmm. orange peel or the tangerine mm-hmm. peel in there? Yeah. I heard it described before as like gu zao wei. It's like uh, the taste of grandma's house. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who's grandma. I know. <laughs> Ain't my grandma. Mm. Mm. Nice. How's the salt on your stash? Is it like... It's okay, actually. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with it. Mm. It's, but He's it's... dealing with it. <laughs> no, it's good. Don't pretend. <laughs> <laughs> it's good salt. It's good okay. saltiness. Mm. I, like, good. I quite like it warm, actually. It's mm. quite kind of... Yeah, actually, right. during the wintertime, I think it's nice. Yeah. I've been eating one like... Well, half of one every morning. Mm. And it's just a nice... Uh, How come you're still coughing? <laughs> well, uh, maybe I need to eat like two every morning. Mm. Yeah. Maybe the dosage is a little off. Up the off. dose, yeah. Yes. Um, but I think it's a really lovely way to start your day. It's, um, you know, because you don't want to eat something too cold in the morning when it's right. chilly inside your house. Right. And especially they say that, you know, if you have tangerines sitting at home and you're coughing already, you can't eat it raw. Mm. So you better just, you know, do something with it. Bake it. Bake, bake it, baby. It for 10 minutes? That's right. 10, ten uh, you can even do 15 to 20 minutes. Okay. This was probably about 12 or 13 minutes. Okay. And then it was sitting That's there. pretty good. When I went upstairs to get it, the uh, the cleaning lady was like, oh, it's yours. I was going to throw it away. And I was like, <laughs> wow. what? Okay. Yeah. So They glad thought you you're it. like cleaning the oven, you know, with the... <laughs> With, with the, the old, tangerine, yeah. tangerine. That's what you do, right? Really? I've yeah, like, you know, that. with microwave, they say that you do some orange peels and then you microwave it. Really? Yeah, really? you get away all the stinky smell. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I've never heard that before. Mama's trick. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll go buy a microwave so I can try that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's a good thing. I think you need to, you need it in your test kitchen. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a good excuse to get it. Right. Yes. Okay. So, we want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Yes. We're going to leave you our addresses. We do have our address. If you think it's interesting, write to us, P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei and Taiwan. And email us at the same address, A-N-D-R-O-O, at rti.org.tw. That's uh, that's my personal email account, so you can send me a love letter if you like. Yeah. Uh, next Saturday in the Feast, I'm going to be heading down south to the windy town of Hengchun 
to find out how the harsh climate has created one of the tastiest radishes in all of Taiwan. All right, let's all say bon voyage. Okay. <laughs> Are you telling me to leave? <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> I felt that. Okay, but you know we'll give you a nice song for you to bon voyage. <laughs> okay. And what is this song called? It's called Vitamin C Shrombei Double Dose of Vitamin C, and this is by Long Time No See, Misha Weichi, Michelle Vicky. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for joining us, Stash. Thank, Thank you. you. Fun to have you along. And uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. I'm Andrew Ryan. And this is Ellen. Bye-bye. Bye. Sunny days, rainy days, Ningmong pei bing shui. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw. Our 60-minute English program can be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6185 kHz. In South Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. You can also email us at rti at rti.org.tw.